Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We believe that connectivity is a human right. And that connectivity can't just be a privilege for some of the rich and powerful. It needs to be something that everyone shares. Hi there, and welcome to Radio Motherboard. I'm Adrian Jeffries, and that was Mark Zuckerberg talking about a Facebook-led initiative called Free Basics. Free. Basic. When you have a name that generically positive, you have to suspect there's more beneath the surface. Free Basics is an app that lets users connect to some services on the internet for free. Even if you don't pay for data or have never connected to the internet before, you can use sites like AccuWeather, BBC News, ESPN, and Dictionary.com. The list of what's available depends on your country, but the one service that is guaranteed to be included in Free Basics is Facebook. Facebook says it has launched Free Basics in 37 countries, including the Philippines, Mexico, and Zambia, but it hasn't exactly been met with open arms by everyone. At the end of the year, the service was shut down in one of Facebook's key markets, India. Telecom Regulatory Authority of India, TRI, has asked Reliance Communications to stop the free basic service of Facebook at least for some time. TRI is yet to form a view whether free basics conforms to net neutrality. The question has arisen whether a telecom operator should be allowed to have differential pricing for different kinds of content. The Telecom Regulatory Authority of India, or TRI, has been soliciting public feedback and is expected to issue a final ruling by the end of the month. In the meantime, Facebook is blanketing the country with advertising. They've done billboards all over the place. They've done advertising on TV for almost the whole month. Across newspapers, across India, they took, the, they took two, pay, two full, full pages, which is a lot of money, uh, because print is still very healthy in India and expensive. Um, so uh, they ran ads in theaters before and in the middle of movies uh, during the intermission. Uh, they ran uh, they ran online advertising campaigns even on YouTube. Um, so they've done they spent a lot of money. Sixty million is the minimum expenditure which we're guessing, um, and uh, uh, none of this has the Facebook logo. Uh, all of it essentially says that free basics. Uh, is being given to people and that the regulator is trying to shut down free basics, asking people to give a missed call to a particular number uh, in support of free basics. That's Nikhil Pawa, the co-founder of SaveTheInternet.in, 
which fights for digital rights and has been one of the loudest voices in the opposition against free basics. Pawa points out that in India, the mobile internet is pretty much slow everywhere, and that means the only thing people really care about is cost. By offering a free service, Facebook and its partner, Reliance Communications, have the opportunity to strongly influence consumer behavior. The way we see it, free basics is a means for Facebook to partner with a carrier uh, and zero rate itself and its partner services uh, to the exclusion of those who don't want to conform with their terms and conditions um, or their guidelines. Uh, I think a couple of things you have to remember about free basics is that it's not just available to those users who are coming online. It's also available to those users who already have data connections uh, on Reliance Communications. Uh, the other thing is that that uh, Facebook reserves the right to change its terms and conditions in the future. So once they have enough internet companies as a part of the platform, um, you're effectively stuck with the prisoner's dilemma. You know, in game theory, who blinks first? Uh, which is the site that's going to not accept those terms and conditions and leave? And um, will that give their competitors who are also on the platform a, comp uh, a competitive advantage? So uh, Facebook's done this bait and switch in the past where they encourage people to sign up. The terms and conditions are really nice and, and easy. Um, and then they change the, they change the TNC and you're stuck. Uh, as an example, everyone who's got uh, Facebook pages, for example, right? So a lot of people spent a lot of money in building fan bases on Facebook. Uh, a couple of years ago in August, Facebook just decided to re reduce reach and forced everyone to pay to reach their own fans. How does that make sense? So I don't think we should look at free basics based on what it is today. Uh, we should look at it based on what it can be in the future. And net neutrality is one of the fundamental foundational principles of the internet uh, and about how uh, it's grown to be this uh, global and vibrant uh, public commons. And um, we have to ensure that uh, just to speed up uh, access bringing people online, we don't risk giving carriers that power to, power to discriminate. Power keeps emphasizing that Free Basics does not give people access to the internet. It gives people access to Facebook and its partners, which constitutes only one tiny part of the internet. And that tiny part of the internet may not be what people want. That's Mriti Shukla, a graduate student from a rural village, in an interview with a woman-run newspaper in India. She's saying, Facebook alone won't help us until we have access to Google. Google is what gives us all the information. Facebook probably wouldn't be happy to hear that. Uh, what we've done is we've tried to introduce this, this program, Free Basics. And what that does is it makes it so that people can have access to, uh, you know, some not, not the richest kind of media, not streaming videos or 
um, you know, big app downloads, the stuff that kind of consumes a lot of bandwidth, but the basic utilities. So stuff like education information or health information or uh, job listings or Wikipedia or basic communication tools or basic news. And what we found is that that ends up being very useful. People use those things, they get on the internet, and then within uh, about a month, about half of the people who have tried out free basics now realize why the internet is so great and why they want to use it, and then they become full-paying customers of the full internet. So the goal of free basics is not just to provide uh, free basic services to everyone, but it's also to give people this uh, on-ramp so that way they can uh, start experiencing that and then eventually, uh, and, and relatively quickly, start paying for the overall internet. Facebook declined to speak with us for this podcast, which makes sense. The company is focused on getting its message across in India and persuading the public and Indian lawmakers there. However, that means I have to try to make Facebook's case for it on this podcast. So, sorry, Facebook. Around the time Free Basics was shut down in India, it was also shut down in Egypt. Unlike in India, the Egyptian government has not said why. However, it's not too much of a leap to suggest that it might have something to do with censorship. Free Basics was banned just before the fifth anniversary of the Arab Spring, in which social media sites, including Facebook, were used by protesters to organize. In this case, Free Basics looks more like a tool of democracy and less like a system of oppression. That's in line with what Facebook claims about the service, that it will give people a voice, help the disenfranchised, and save the poor by connecting them to the world's greatest shared resource. Facebook also claims that about 40% of Free Basics users become paying data customers after their first month online. 5% continued to use the free service, and the other 55% stopped using it altogether. That suggests that Free Basics really is helping people get on the internet and not trapping them in its very limited walled garden. So I think there's, there's two very important things that we should have probably discussed right at the beginning that, that's very important to try and understand this debate. Um, the first is that we need to stop thinking of Facebook as a social network. It has become something much, much bigger than that. It is, it is a web giant, an internet giant, an advertising giant. Its tentacles spread all over the internet, and it's, it's. Um, I, I, I hesitate to say its plan, but its trajectory clearly is um, to be something of a middleman between the internet and the individual. Um, if a, a, a colleague of mine at Quartz uh, wrote a piece. Um, back in 2012, which I thought was very prescient, in uh, which was headlined, um, Facebook's something like Facebook's plan to take over the world is to convince uh, the next billion people to come online that the internet and Facebook are the same thing. Um, I have, in my conversations with people in India, have found um, some anecdotal evidence of this. I remember talking to one guy who said to me that he thinks of the internet as a place to go for knowledge. And he thinks of Facebook as a place to go for fun and a good time. The fact, though, is that he still draws a distinction between the two rather than thinking of Facebook as something that is within the Internet. Now, I mean, that is, you could argue that that's, um, that's just semantics and it doesn't really matter. Uh, I would argue that it does matter because if people spend the vast majority of their time on Facebook, uh, that sort of forces everybody else, whether it is governments, businesses, NGOs, publishers... You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Um, whatever. Uh, to also move their business to Facebook rather than on their own websites or whatever. Um, that means that all of us must then play by Mark Zuckerberg's rules rather than our own rules. It means we need to seek Mark Zuckerberg's permission before we start something. We need to adhere to his moral codes and social codes, all of which comes from a very specific milieu on the West Coast of uh, the United States of America. Um, and that, to me, as an Indian who lives in London, seems to be um, like granting far too much power to a single entity, a single way of viewing the world. And the idea of the internet, which is no longer, you know, it's it's not some hippie commune or something. It is, it is a commercial space. But the idea of the internet is that it is uh, multifarious. It's that anyone can start what they like and can have their own way of doing things so long as we sort of all work within the same technical standards rather than social standards. That's Leo Morani, who was one of the first reporters I saw writing about Facebook's effort to reach the substantial portion of the world's population that is still not online. So my name is Leo Morani. I'm the news editor at The Economist. Uh, before this, I worked at Quartz, where I covered what Quartz calls the next billion, or which is basically about the people who come online after all of us in the West have come online. And... I grew up and lived and worked uh, for the substantial portion of my life in India. Marani has a pretty balanced view of the controversy. He recognizes Facebook's consolidation of power, but he doesn't think free basics will have quite the apocalyptic impact that some opponents talk about. Facebook, you know, it doesn't offer everything that the internet offers. It's like... Um, there's this idea of adequate or appropriate technology um, that people use when talking about development. And this idea is that you're basically just um, giving away a version of a thing that's like enough, good enough for, you know, the people in Haiti or wherever, but and fits the environment. But um Sometimes this means like it's a very innovative product, like a paper microscope that really does work well for its purpose. But sometimes it ends up just translating to like a crappier version of what Americans have or what rich people have. And what what do you think is the case here? I think the problem with with uh, an example like that is that these analogs, in my opinion at least, don't really work. It's you know, we constantly hear analogs between the sort of the, the digital world and I suppose the analog world, for want of a better word. Um, and they don't make sense to me because the Internet works in a very, very different way, uh, whether you're talking about, um, well, I mean, you know, so Mark Zuckerberg himself was, uh, I, I would say, somewhat disingenuous in, in his Times of India op-ed. He compared free basics to a library, which offers a few books, but not all, um, and a few other things like that, which offer, offer a little bit of this, but not everything. Um, and the fact is that your examples here for paper microscope, it is still recognizably the same thing, right? It's purpose, its function is to do the same thing. Maybe it doesn't do it quite as well. Um, maybe it's not usable in every scenario, but it magnifies stuff, basically. Um, the 
internet in general is a it's a business opportunity it's a place to learn it's a place to socialize it's a place to do all sorts of things um when you sort of have one bunch of people in charge of telling you what the internet is uh, then it seeks, it loses that sort of the core internetiness of 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 the internet i suppose which is the freedom it is it then becomes a centralized top down um mechanism which is sort of antithetical to the way the whole thing has developed and worked so let's do some prognostication here what do you think would happen if india ends up lifting the ban on free basics facebooks is allowed to go wild and do whatever it wants what will be the long term effects of this in that particular scenario of india lifts its ban and says facebook go ahead i don't think it's the end of the world frankly um if 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 as mark zuckerberg claims half of the people who try it uh then go on to purchase uh data packs that's fantastic it works and we should all get off his case um if people are trying it and staying within the facebook universe perhaps google or somebody else will show up and say hey we should do this too and and maybe we can convince them that our offering is somehow better um in any case for the moment it is only working with one mobile operator which is the fourth largest if it were working with every mobile operator that might be a different thing also as i understand a number of the people who used at the moment are actually people who already pay for data um but you know have no problem getting a little bit of free stuff on the side and you know who would um i do so basically i don't think it's the end of the world i think however that it is dangerous um i think that facebook should come clean and not try to have it both ways because at the moment facebook is um engaging in a commercial activity under the guise of charity and development which to me seems disingenuous if facebook simply says this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it um not that they're under any obligation to do so but if they were to simply say that it would be much easier for it would be much harder for critics to make a case against them i think um it would also be much easier for regulators to fully understand what's going on and to watch them carefully which is what i think should happen facebook should you know they should probably go ahead and do this um market forces hopefully will uh will normalize things and regulators should keep a very close eye on them however while this story is about india it's very relevant to something that's going on in the us i asked marani to explain the underlying concept of free basics which is called zero rating So zero rating as you probably know is exactly what Facebook is doing it's saying we won't charge you for this data. Now is zero rating a bad thing if you're using it for Wikipedia for example? I think most people would argue no it's not that's good let people have free access to information. Is zero rating a bad thing if it's used for Google? Maybe maybe not it gives Google quite a bit of power but by and large people use Google as a way to get somewhere else. Um is your rating a bad thing if facebook is doing it um maybe because facebook is a destination in itself facebook is trying to make that more and more as you know with uh, things like instant articles um facebook likes the idea of people staying within facebook rather than people using facebook to go elsewhere um so that's that's at least the lens through which i see it which is, which is zero rating rather than the sort of much broader much vaguer term net neutrality i guess one of the things that's important to remember is that unlike in the west where most of us by and large are used to unlimited data plans we tend not to think too much about um about a data cap of of a gig or two gigs or whatever um in countries like india uh, there's two important things one when you buy data you buy an amount of data so you buy 200 250 mb um you don't tend to sort of just pay a contract and or rather so you buy 
200, 250 MB, whatever. Um, and the reason for that is that the vast majority, I think the number is something like 96%, though I don't have the figures at hand, the vast majority of Indians, and in fact people in the poor world in general, um, don't have contracts like you and I do in the West. They they use prepaid cards, so they, they pay up front, they use, they use it as long as it lasts, then they pay up front again. Um, and so for them, not having, uh, not diminishing their data allowance makes a huge difference. Zero rating is also known as sponsored data and sometimes called unlimited streaming. If you're a Comcast customer, for example, with a monthly data cap, you might want to watch videos on Comcast's zero rated proprietary streaming service rather than something like Netflix, which would count against your data allowance. Most customers in the U.S. don't worry about data caps on their home internet, but we are worried about data caps on our phones. Welcome. Take a seat. Pull up an episode. Isn't this Binge Watchers Anonymous? It was, but then T-Mobile started letting people stream all the video they want without the shame of paying for extra data. Now we just use this room to catch up on the latest episodes. That's an ad for T-Mobile's Binge On Video service, which lets people stream certain video without having it count against their data usage. Unlike some other proprietary streaming services in the past, this one includes a lot of stuff you would actually really want. Netflix, HBO Now, Hulu, to name a few. Unfortunately, this is not really great for net neutrality. For one thing, users who have Binge On enabled and the features enabled by default will see all their video quality downgraded regardless of whether they're using Binge On or not. The Electronic Frontier Foundation tried to confront T-Mobile CEO John Legere about this in a video Q&A. He wasn't thrilled about the question. So what, what Binjon does, it includes a proprietary technology, and what the technology does is not only detect the video stream, but select the appropriate bit rate to uh, optimize to the video, the mobile device. That's part A of my answer. Part B of my answer is, who the fuck are you anyway, EFF? Why are you stirring up so much trouble? And who pays you? The FCC is now investigating the program for potential net neutrality violations. The fact is, zero rating is new territory, here and in India. But if you ask a purist, it's a violation of a core principle of the internet, open access to anything at the same speed and same price, regardless of the content. Thanks for listening to Radio Motherboard. See you next week when I attempt to sleep hack my room. 